Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that supports Muslim women in tech through storytelling and sisterhood. My name is Grace, and I get to interview the amazing women in our community, share their stories and the lessons they learned. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so today's episode is going to be pretty different. Um, we don't have a guest today, it's just me, <laughs> and I honestly feel kind of strange doing the talking today because usually I'm the one asking questions, but uh, I wanted to experiment with a different format, uh, just taking an episode, taking some time to discuss issues that are really important to our community. And today's topic, uh, making a career change, transitioning into tech, is something that we get asked all the time. This is probably one of our number one questions. And it's always something along the lines of, I found a group, um, I'm currently in this profession, I'm a teacher, I'm a dentist, I'm doing a degree in, in medicine, uh, psychology, and it's not fulfilling, or uh, I am a stay-at-home mom and I want to get back to work, or I've taken a career break for a little while and I want to get back into it, but my skills are now obsolete. All of these things have happened, and now I want to get into tech. And where do I start? Um, what path is the right path for me? And uh, all these different things. So it, it is kind of, I think I spoke about this in another episode. It's a little bit hard to answer this question because tech is so vast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's like such an understatement. There's, there's so many rules in technology where it can really a, um, appeal to so many different skill sets and personalities. So if you're somebody who's like very, really, really loves programming, you can go so deep into that. If you're somebody who loves the impact that tech has on people, you can go in that direction. Um, if you like the whole business aspect of tech, you can go there without learning so much code. Uh, there's design, there's all sorts of different ways you can into this. So today's episode is going to be structured around how to answer this question of making a career change into technology. What are the first things that people might want to think about when they're thinking about doing this change? How can you help ensure that this is the right thing for you to do? And what can you do to help prevent um going around in circles or, or trying out one thing and it not working and getting really frustrated and then leaving. Um, so as I go through this, uh, I'm going to be interweaving my own personal story because this is what I did. <laughs> I'm somebody who transitioned into technology. I don't have a computer science degree. I went to a university for something else. Um, after I graduated, I stayed at home and I had a family. And then later on, I taught myself how to program and I got a job. So yeah, so as we go through this, I'm going to structure it in terms of uh, why are so many people thinking about making this career change? Um, what kind of questions should, maybe not should, what kind of questions are helpful for anybody who's thinking about making a career change in general, especially a career change in technology? Um, what can you do to help prepare yourself to make that change as uh, as painless <laughs> as possible? And uh, 
And what can you do? Because you're, you're probably going to need to learn some new things. So how can you set a actionable plan for yourself uh, so that you can go ahead and get a job? Um, so yeah, inshallah, let's get into it. So one thing I wanted to start off with is talking about this uh, phenomenon, I guess, is in the news right now called uh, the Great Resignation, where after the pandemic, people are stopping to reevaluate their jobs and how it's affecting their lives and their stress, how their work is aligning with their values, and people are quitting in droves. They're deciding that they want to work for companies that are more aligned with what they want from life, more aligned with their values. Um, everyone got a chance to pause and reset and think about the future of their careers and get clear on what really matters to them. And I just want to make it clear that making any sort of career change is really difficult. Um, and it's not something that you just wake up and you start, you just get a new job in a completely different field. It happens over a long time and over a series of, uh, of small steps. You have to figure out the new roles that you might qualify for, um, find rules that find those rules at companies that you want to work for that are interesting to you and that align with your values. You have to interview in ways that you've never had to before. <laughs> um, that's something that's always particularly scary, I think, for people who are new into technologies, the tech interview. <laughs> um, and there's all this technical jargon and navigating different work cultures that is a whole new thing. So before you decide that you making a change into technology and going through all that is even for you, it might be a good idea to assess where you are right now. So and what I mean by that is getting clear about where you are, what's working, what's not working for you. Um, so if you're in a job or you're in a degree program that you're just not satisfied with, um, what is it about that program or that job that's not working? What parts of it do you like? What parts don't you like? Uh, what's holding you back from making a change? What do you need more of in your life? So there's a quote that I found from Rachel Suetz, who is a career exploration coach and a CEO at Woken. Uh, she says to consider pursuing career exploration. Uh, career exploration is a process that is distinct from and a precursor to the job search, including a series of steps of practical learning and self-reflection in order to compare, contrast, and clarify which career path you're confident in pursuing, what role, industry, and environment. So thinking of that, before you make a jump or anything, it's really good to get super clear on what's making you unhappy. Um, and like I said, I'm going to be interweaving my story. So, <laughs> so, so where I was, <laughs> I'm laughing because I think I'm trying to think of where to begin this story. Um, but when I decided that I was going to pursue technology, um, I was first exposed to tech and to programming when I was doing an engineering program at university. Um, and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, the programming that we were doing was, uh, we were doing some C++. Um, we were doing like tic-tac-toe games in the console. And it was really unappealing to me. Um, I found the textbook and the class was really, really dry. 
Um, and because I was doing a bioengineering program, that compared to the stuff that I was doing in the lab, um, no comparison. <laughs> so I finished that course and I didn't even consider taking another look at programming. Yeah, so fast forward a few years and I ended up not getting a degree in engineering. <laughs> I got a degree in history instead. Um, that's when I became a Muslim and uh, my life went in a very different trajectory than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And I started a family and I moved to the UK and I did not think about programming or technology at all. <laughs> um, and then we got to a point where my youngest was a baby and I was starting to feel like I needed to do something other than keep house. But I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to work outside the home. Um, I wanted to find a way where I could keep my family as a priority, but still uh, do something else that would be enriching as well. And so I tried a whole bunch of different ideas. Um, we looked, <laughs> I think just a couple will come to mind. Um, we looked into having an at-home cake business. <laughs> uh, just didn't get that far. We looked into becoming a childminder, which I thought was going to be great because you know, I love taking care of my own kids, but it's a whole new thing when you're taking care of somebody else's kids. And I realized very quickly on that I did not like that. <laughs> and, and then I just, um, I think I was just sort of Googling around. My daughter was doing a uh, programming for kids thing called Scratch. And we were playing around with that. And I thought it was really fun. And I was inspired to take a deeper look and look into some HTML. And I taught myself a couple of things online. Uh, just, just very extremely basic things. Then we started thinking seriously about using that web development as a possible career. So we started thinking about taking it a little bit more seriously, doing some courses, some free courses initially, like Recodecamp, Udemy, and eventually when I felt more confident that this is what I wanted to do, um, I did some Skill Crush courses, and I was gifted a scholarship for their Break Into Tech Blueprint, which is uh, it covers, well, it covers a lot of things. It covers UX and branding and, uh, basically anything that you need to start a freelance career. Uh, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and Ruby as well. Um, and also how to customize WordPress templates. So some potential red flags that might come up with, uh, with you or with anyone else who's experiencing some dissatisfaction is, Maybe when you're going to work or what you're doing every day, you're not happy. Um, you're feeling dissatisfied, maybe depressed or bored. Maybe you feel misunderstood or mistreated. So those would be a good sign that something has to change. Maybe you're feeling those negative feelings from the type of work that you're doing. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's the specific boss that you have is making you miserable. Maybe it's how the company is structured. You don't feel like you're valued at the company that you work at. Um, maybe there's a mismatch of skill sets. Maybe what you're doing doesn't align with your natural abilities. And maybe you have this feeling that you can't really shake and it just always stays there. 
and it grows and grows that you're meant for more. That what you're doing, you're not living up to your full potential. And that's totally fine to feel that way. I don't want to make it sound like anyone who is in this position, like I was in this position. But I don't want to make it sound like anyone who's here is is stuck or is failing. I think that it's a very natural course of our life that uh, eventually we need to check in and register if things are working or not. And it's okay if they're not working. Uh, we just need to pay attention to that and fix it and find out what the root causes are. You know, as Muslims, having this level of introspection is something that we really need to do because this level of dissatisfaction, you know, is tied in with our iman as well. I, I, yeah, I really believe that having and making those choices to say yes to yourself, <laughs> um, that brings you closer to feeling more spiritually fulfilled and that improves, you know, your deen and your dunya, inshallah. Um, but another thing is, uh, if you are experiencing any of those red flags, uh, the question is, is it something that can be fixed by having a career change? Is it something else? Is it something in your relationships? Is it something with how you're feeling yourself? Sometimes these problems, sometimes these things that are causing these, uh, these bad feelings are circumstantial. And unless we address the root causes, they're going to follow us <laughs> from job to job. So now that we've taken some time to ask ourselves if we really want this career change, if what we're feeling is something that can be solved by a career change, let's start thinking about what we want from a new career. So I think a good first place for this is asking what values matter to you. Uh, I think now more than ever, we, we as workers are in a position to find companies that align with our values. And so it's a really good idea to get clarity on what those values are, what matters to us, what kind of company would we be happiest at? And I think there are three kinds of values or three categories of values that can be really helpful in identifying these things. So intrinsic, extrinsic, and lifestyle values. So intrinsic values are values that help you feel motivated and fulfilled. These would be tasks required of your job, what you do, how you do it, who you're doing it with. Uh, and then we can talk about extrinsic values. So these would be tangible rewards like wealth and social status. So maybe you want to earn enough money where you don't have to worry about rent or uh, you're earning enough money where you can get these milestones that you might have for yourself in the dunya. And that's totally fine. You know, that's that's a really good thing. It's important to have these goals, uh, but it's also important to be really clear about them uh, and to identify what is the cutoff, what sort of minimum amount that you'd be willing to accept. Uh, and I think also as you're progressing in your career, it's good to check in on these values and see if that benchmark has changed at all. And then we can also talk about lifestyle values. So this would be the kind of lifestyle that you want your career to enable. 
Uh, like we were saying before, uh, there's this great resignation and companies are really trying, they're really looking to, to hire more people. So in a talent market like this, uh, power shifts to workers. You know, we, we can, <laughs> we can say no to companies that don't meet our values. We can say no to companies that don't meet our ethics. I think workers have higher expectations for their companies than ever before. They don't want to work on projects that be that will be compromising their morals. Uh, we want to work at companies that are honest and transparent and taking action on things that matter to us, like diversity and inclusion, their commitments to social justice working remotely, um, having a flexible work and life balance, self-management, all of these things. These are all really important. Once we've talked about, so once you sort of identified what values matter to you, you can then have a look and see how can you take your existing strengths and skills and identify how they're going to make you uniquely qualified for specific jobs. So this is where you start doing your research and you start having a think about what kind of roles might you be interested in? What kind of companies? Maybe a specific company or a specific type of company. Maybe you're looking at working at a B Corp. And there's all these different things that you can do. So you could look for companies that would be a mutually good fit where joining and working for them would benefit you. And of course, you'll bring benefit to them with the skill set that you already have. You know, this is thinking about what about you is going to make you valuable to them. And this is kind of an exercise in thinking about how to align any hard skills that you have with catalytic skills, so your personal attributes and qualities. Uh, so I think for me, when I was going through my journey. I got to the point where I was comfortable with doing custom WordPress templates and I thought that this was a good place to start doing some freelancing and getting some experience. Uh, and then eventually I wasn't super good at freelancing. I was sort of just making enough money to get groceries, <laughs> which is still good. Um, <laughs> But it it was kind of clear that I needed to get a more full-time, more regular work. And so when I was thinking about the company that I wanted to work for, it was really clear very early on, <laughs> um, abundantly clear, that I wanted to work remotely. And this is before COVID, obviously. So this was you know, before remote working was cool. Um, but it was really important to me. I, I wanted to be able to do all the school runs and the pick up and drop offs without having to worry about arranging babysitters or, you know, what if the train is delayed or all these things that I thought was really stressful. I just wanted to head out the door and pick up my kids. Um, so that was really important. I wanted to work at a company that had a clear set of social values that had, uh, you know, company values, things that they that they cared about, that they had a direction for, and that there's ethics there. And that was really important to me too. Uh, and so 
that helped me have a look at what kind of companies were out there, who was offering that, what field I would need to go into. And I had already started leaning towards web development and web development anyway, because that's kind of what I was interested in. Um, and then when I was looking at like different agencies and small companies, uh, it just seemed like there was a lot of overlap there with what they were offering and what I was looking for. And I knew that I had a lot to offer in terms of you know, having some experience working remotely already in some charity work that I've done, um, in terms of life experience that I've had and the different uh, <laughs> different learning pathways that I've been on, uh, in terms of just how super organized <laughs> I was to have uh, done all the studies that I did while having children. and. Uh, yeah, and I think that all kind of worked out in the end. But it was, um, and I think thinking in that way, that joining a company is something that's mutually beneficial to both sides. Um, it's not something that you're getting a handout or the company's doing you a favor. You're actually doing each other a favor. Uh, that actually really helps with imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it doesn't, uh, cut it off completely, but it's something that you can think of. Well, you know, um, I'm actually helping them too. <laughs> it's not just me who's giving everything. They're not just I'm not a charity case. Uh, I'm I am provi- providing real value here. Uh, they hired me for a reason. So, so having my point is uh, having this level of uh, of clarity and thinking about what you're going to do is really helpful as you're going forward, and also just. As you're thinking about this and you're feeling like, well, maybe I don't really have enough to offer. I don't know what my unique abilities are. You're the only you that's ever existed. You know, Allah made you completely unique and he's put you on a journey that no one else has been on. You know, no one who's applying to these jobs has exactly the same background as you, the same experience as you, the same learning journey is you so wherever you're going you're bringing a completely unique value set wherever you go so of course (laughs) you know you don't need to be the a coding expert with who's been coding since they were five years old you know um you don't need to do that extreme to bring value you already have value exactly as you are So now that we had a chance to think about what we want from the company, what we want from our career change, it's time to make a plan. <laughs> I love making plans. Um, this is really fun. <laughs> so first we have to research. Uh, you need to have a look at the roles um, specifically. You know, last step, you're looking at some roles that you might be interested in. You're looking at companies that you might like to work for. Now we need to think about what you need to learn to qualify for those roles. Do you need a certification or a degree? Do you need to take a boot camp? Can you teach yourself? Is that going to be good enough for this type of role? Do you need to have recommendations? Do you need to have connections? You know, all these things play into it. So it's really good to be prepared so that, you know, after you've spent a lot of money and spent a lot of time studying, and then you realize, oh, I didn't actually need to do that. 
Uh, so yeah, it's really good. Just when you're making your initial plan, you're making your, you're just getting started, uh, the plan ahead and you can get real clear on what you need to do. Uh, so there are so many courses, <laughs> uh, courses and boot camps and roadmaps that can help make the path clear for you. My favorite roadmap, um, specifically for developers is a website called roadmap.sh. And I'll post a link for that on the website. Um, and I just really like it because I think they're really comprehensive and yeah, they're laid out very clearly and not in a very overwhelming way. <laughs> um, and I think it's also important to remember that you don't need to know every single thing on a roadmap. <laughs> or you, at least you don't need to be an expert in it. It's sort of enough to have a familiarity of it. And as you're going through your roadmap, it is totally fine to realize, hmm, actually, I don't really like this as much as I thought I would. I'm going to go ahead and change and do something else, make a pivot. Um, I think that's actually the best thing is uh, we were talking about this. And I think the interview with Nina is to have curiosity led learning. Um, so the learning that you're doing, what you're pursuing is is dictated by what you're interested in uh and i think whatever you do that you're going to find your way to something that really aligns closely with what you like to do and what's going to make you feel really fulfilled and also i think uh that changes <laughs> through different uh times of your life what you find really interesting now maybe you're not going to find it very interesting in three or four years of doing it and that's absolutely fine as well and uh, this process is something that you can come back to over and over again so we're talking about looking at different roles looking at the different qualifications for these roles finding uh, some roadmaps for learning and then thinking about what learning style works best for you at this moment in your life so do you need to go to university and get a degree do you are you able to do self-paced study <sighs> Uh, do you need to do a quick boot camp? Is that something that'd be better for you? Would it be helpful to have an accountability group? And a side note, Texas does that. <laughs> so if you're looking for an accountability group, we can do that for you over here. Um, what do you need to help you study, to help you learn, to help you meet your goals? Once you have a very clear idea of that, you know, now you can start making your learning plan. Uh, so I always think it's helpful. I think everyone thinks it's helpful <laughs> to take a really big goal and to break it down into small achievable milestones. So maybe your big goal is that you want to have a new job by 2022. And uh, maybe your small achievable milestones is you know, in one month I'm going to be learning this and in another month I'm going to be building this project and in another month I'm going to... Uh, start building up my portfolio. Another month, I'm going to go on interviews. And by the end of it, I'm going to have my job, inshallah. So having those little chunks is really helpful. Um, and one way I think is nice to chunk this stuff, <laughs> laughing because I've gone in a little bit of a rabbit hole with this particular uh, framework recently, <laughs> is through OKRs, uh, which stands for Objective and Key Results. And the idea behind it is that you can have a whole tree of OKRs, of objectives and key results. Uh, key result is what you need to do to meet your objectives. So 
if your objective is to get a new job, then your key result would be, okay, so I need to learn JavaScript. I need to learn Python. Another key result would be I need to improve my CV. I need to improve my resume. Um, another key result would be I need to do practice interviews. I need to be comfortable with technical tests. And those are all built together to help you achieve that objective of getting a job by a certain date. We're just getting a job. <laughs> um, as you're going through this, uh, it's I think it's really important to celebrate every tiny win. Um, I think especially when you're in the phase of finding something that's really difficult to learn. So maybe you're stuck on learning for loops. Maybe you're stuck with building APIs. Maybe you're stuck with uh, some data or some networking. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's totally okay to feel stuck. It's totally okay to ask for help. It's totally okay to Google something, um, and then celebrate the win for pushing through obstacles for, for achieving something that you would never have even thought about achieving a couple months ago. Uh, don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Uh, just remember that it doesn't matter how quickly or slowly you're learning something, as long as you keep trying. And uh, another thing <laughs> is as you're building, as you're learning, as you're going through this journey, it's really helpful uh, to build projects along the way. Uh, so don't feel tempted to just follow the tutorial, just watch the video and think that that's enough. Um, build something. Build something that you care about, uh, that really excites you, that's more than just a to-do app. Nothing off to do apps, just singling it out because that's I think that's like the default tutorial in so many lessons. <laughs> um, yeah, build something you care about, and uh, that's going to really help solidify your learning. That's going to lead you into different areas, um, off the beaten track of the syllabus to help you solve your problems. And of course, later when you're in your job interviews, that's going to give you so much to talk about. You know, we'll talk about how you came about with your project idea and all the challenges that you faced while building it and everything like that. So that would be really, really helpful for you. So that's my big recommendation there. <laughs> yeah, and like I was saying with my story, um, I did the Skill Crush course and I was doing freelancing. So freelancing was sort of my project and I was doing lots of um, kind of make-believe <laughs> WordPress sites where I was getting practice with designing um, practice with doing some UX and social practice with doing custom WordPress templates. So, you know, and that was helpful for sure when I was in interviews for my first job later on. Uh, those were things that I could talk about and I didn't have to dwell on the fact that I had a very long career break. My career basically didn't even start <laughs> until later on. Um, that I didn't have a degree in a related field. I was able to just go past all of that, just talk about the work that I've already done in freelancing and in the projects. So I thought that was really helpful. Um, cool. So we've recapping, we've talked about assessing where you are right now, uh, identifying why you're feeling dissatisfied, if making a career change is the right for you. Uh, and then we talked about evaluating what you want from a new career, talking about what values matter to you. We've talked about doing your research and making a plan 
And now uh, when we're getting closer to the job phase, let's start talking about making connections. <laughs> so a little bit of networking, but not in a negative way. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's sometimes a negative perception with networking. But uh, networking in a way that is, again, mutually very beneficial to everyone around, everyone involved. Uh, this is something that's really going to help you, especially if you're new to tech, if you don't know that many people who are working in tech. Uh, reach out to people who are a few steps ahead of you, um, of where you want to be, and ask them how they got there. Um, what did they do to get where they are now? What sort of stuff did they learn? What programs did they take? What kind of jobs did they do? How did they advance in those jobs? What are the key lessons that they've learned? Make connections with them and then hold on to those connections so that you can come back and maybe use these as potential mentors. Uh, go to meetups. You know, there are so many tech communities, you know, tech sisters, you're aware one of them, um, Islamic makers, Dean developers. You know, there, there's, there is a community, I think, for, for everybody. Um, so if you, have a Google around, you will definitely find a community that fits you, that fits what you're looking for, that fits your needs. Um, and these meetups, these communities, they give you a chance to talk to people, uh, to meet people who are on a similar path. So other beginners, possible mentors, um, and they help you start to think in the tech mindset. It's really helpful. So when you have those connections as well, it helps when you're applying for a job, right? So you can have a look at all the job boards that you want, but it's still really helpful to have those personal connections, to have those referrals, um, to get like a foot in the door. And not just for like big companies, but even for you know much smaller startup level companies and the companies that you want to work for. Uh, we were talking before about identifying the types of companies that values align to you. And maybe somebody in your community works at a company like that. And, and through talking to them, then you can find a job that is really aligned with what you want to do and where you want to work. Uh, so that's really helpful as well. Uh, when you're at the stage where it's time to start making applications, You've learned a lot, and now it's time to put on your, to dust off that CV, to improve it, update it, and send it out there. Um, I would say to apply way before you feel ready. <laughs> um, I certainly did. <laughs> um, apply before you feel ready, because realistically, I think especially for women, we wait until well, we're overqualified. Um, I think uh, I think it's helpful to see the application process as a whole learning experiment. So there's nothing personal about any rejections. It is uh, feedback for what you need to do to improve. And of course, you don't want to have that level of feedback at the very end after you finish everything. You want to have that feedback as you're going. Uh, so that's how I viewed applications and uh, rejections um, when I was applying for my first job. I think I must have applied for two hundred positions. I was looking for two hundred positions in about two weeks, <laughs> and of course, I think I got called back for maybe 
Chronicles and four interviews, something like that. Um, and I was really happy with that. <laughs> and of course, I only turned into one author. Um, but that's all you need is one, right? Uh, but yeah, along the way, I was learning what kind of companies I wanted to work for. I learned that I didn't really like the whole idea of a um, kooky, cool startup culture um, type office environment. I much preferred to work from home. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe that says a lot about my personality. Uh, another thing, I think, when you're in the job hunt, it can, especially if you're getting lots of no's or just no responses at all, it can feel it's hard not to take it personally. I know I just said before to not take it personally, but it can, it's hard to not do that. Um, but it is important to make, not make decisions out of desperation to keep your eyes open for any potential red flags. If you do have to do something that's not aligned with where you want to be, go in with your eyes open and with an exit plan. <laughs> I think that's probably good advice anyway, because you don't really know what you're getting into until after you get started, right? So have an exit plan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good luck. And make sure that you uh, have a big celebration when you've done it. And uh, help out the people behind you who are just getting started. So always keep that chain going of help and support. I think I've rambled on for a really long time on this topic um and i once again i do feel super weird just talking to myself about this <laughs> um i hope that this was useful i hope that this format is something that is beneficial to all of you you know realistically we're not going to have a guest every week but i do want to keep this podcast a regular thing it certainly helps me and committing to the work if it's regular and I think it's I think it's just helpful to have it as a weekly thing. So inshallah I hope <laughs> I hope that this format works. Um let me know if uh you have any thoughts about that. Uh let me know if there are any other topics that you'd like me to discuss if there's anything else that is kind of um you know a big issue, something that's top of your mind right now. And of course, we're always, always looking for more stories to feature. So if you want to be in a group <laughs> or you know somebody who you think would be a really good fit for us, you know, reach out, contact us, and uh, yeah, we'd be really happy to feature those stories. Cool. So uh, that is definitely more than enough for me today. <laughs> uh, inshallah, hope you're all doing well. Thank you for listening to the whole thing. And yeah, take care of yourselves. Assalamualaikum.